Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hi there, everyone. This is Pastor Chris Reyes, and welcome back to another midweek podcast with me, Pastor Jeff. Hey, guys. And Pastor Bob. Hey, guys. (laughs) Just kidding. That was me. Yeah. Hey, it's great to be back. Many of you know that I was in Poland with my wife, Natasha, and her And Cairo, and Athens. We started in Cairo, then went to Greece, because that's where her travel visa had to enter into Greece, and then we went on to Warsaw, Poland. And on August 29th, she had her interview and they approved her visa. Amen. Amen. If you haven't, ride. you haven't met her yet, she's the beautiful gal that's standing next to me every Sunday. Make sure you introduce yourself to Natasha. So God is good. And in a future podcast, I'll tell you all the story about that. Can't wait. That's yeah. Gonna be great. That's going to be great. Uh, the journey of faith, I think is what I'm calling it. And, and failure. Things, the walls that we hit along the way. Sure. So I'm going to be sharing that in the future. But today is an AMA, Ask Me Anything podcast, where we get to ask Pastor Jeff anything we want to ask him. Do it. How do you feel about that? I'm great. Listen, <laughs> you, you will get some honest answers, <laughs> which right. we might not like, but that's okay. That's okay. Make Bob cringe over there a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Bob is our editor-in-chief. So Bob is such a great balancer, I tell you what. That's he is, right. Helps, he helps me very much. I know. We love you, Bob. So today, I wanted to have a conversation, Pastor Jeff, about your sermon on Sunday, uh, which if folks, if you haven't heard that, if you weren't here on Sunday, uh, Pastor Jeff is going through a series, Truth Be Told, and this last Sunday, he talked about shame and guilt and talked about it from a cultural perspective as well as a biblical perspective. And I just thought it, again, I'm not just trying to to uh, schmooze you right now, Pastor Jeff, but again, one of your best sermons. You Mm -hmm. were very clear on it. And the other thing, too, is I think it's just timing, which I think you felt is it was the time to tackle this huge topic of shame. I admitted that at the beginning, I think, of both services, because I said, I don't think I've ever actually just spoke about shame. Mm -hmm. It's surely come up in, you know, different sermons, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but never directly speaking about shame. And I just, I think everybody relates with shame because we've all battled it. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that has never battled shame to a degree. If you haven't, you are a narcissist to the fullest yeah, extension. You haven't been For aware. real, it's yeah. true. You only think about yourself and therefore you, you, shame is not even on your radar. Mm-hmm. So then if that's the case, that's a big problem. But most of humanity really understands shame because it's from the fall of man. I said, sin brought us shame. Right. And it leads us into that place of shame. So yeah, kind of interesting. And I just felt like it's very timely for our, our season of life that we are currently living in, um, in and out of the church. It's just, there's all, there's just always this kind of weight of shame that, Mm -hmm. that is cast down on us. And if we don't, um, have the right tools to battle it, it really is soul crushing. Yeah, and I think the reason that, for me, it stood out is that so many people have been humiliated in this life Mm -hmm. and have been shamed, and the number one 
place where people can and should be liberated is in the body of Christ Absolutely. through the gospel. Yes. And so I'm so glad that you're tackling this. But why don't you give us, if for those who weren't here last Sunday, again, give us a definition. What's the difference between shame and guilt? Okay, that's great, because I think those get mixed up sometimes and sometimes often used in place of one another, but they're very different. I would say the, <clears throat> at the base, um, I'll, I'll read the actual definitions I have in front of me, and then I'll talk about it for a second. Guilt uh, emerges as a result of something I've done that negatively impacts someone else. Mm. So guilt is really an association with one another, whereas shame is very much particular to the self. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to do with anybody else. Um, it's uh, deeply associated with a person's sense of self apart from interaction with others. So guilt says, I have done something bad. Um, shame says, I am bad. Uh. And so there's a, there's a feeling of, we've all felt guilt, you know, we've all done something silly or mean or ridiculous and, right. oh my goodness, I feel like such a jerk or such a moron that I can't believe I said that, in, 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 including the other day I was driving my kids to school and I said something that I shouldn't have to Emmett, my son, and I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry I said that. I just, sorry, man, I, I should not have said that, you know? Right, right. And that kind of quick guilt and and you know you translated that into conviction you know right. you, you can't live in guilt you you understand that there's conviction though that guilt and conviction i think is a closer connection than guilt and shame actually wow, to a degree that's a good point um and and healthy maybe healthy guilt is conviction i'm sure theologians so. i'm sure well, some I, theologians no, think, would probably push back i think it causes us to really say hey i need to do something about yeah. this that was not right yeah so yeah it's just something that shame is something that I internalize far greater. I probably think about more often um, than guilt is probably more fleeting. It's probably here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If it, unless it's something really terrible, you might be dealing with something for a week or two or, you know, it's shorter term. However, I do think that guilt will lead to shame if not unresolved. There you go. If left unresolved, sorry, guilt will turn into shame. There you go. Yeah. So it's, I've done something bad. Therefore I am bad. They will get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want it. That's why you want to deal with guilt. So then like a quick apology is, man, I, I'm, I'm done with that. He, he, my son forgave me. He didn't even really realize what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, okay. Like, yeah. So I don't have to live in that place and, and it's no longer on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So one of the things that you pointed out is that unless a person is really clueless, all of us have experienced this shame, a shame. The other thing that you mentioned on Sunday, it is really the humanity or the world, which we are part of. Mm -hmm. It's a major tool to motivate or to control or to manipulate yeah. us as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the way I described it is, you know, shame has, it's two sides of one coin. You have the public sphere and then you have the private sphere, but the public sphere right now culturally is trying to eradicate shame altogether. So shame and judgment, I'd say they're trying mm -hmm. to like, there is no shame. There is no judgment because there's no truth. Your truth is your truth. So therefore I can't shame you or judge you because it's, it's your choices and your choices are your choices. So, right. so therefore there is, they're, they're trying to eradicate all that. However, it just never works. It always ends up eating itself because at the end of the day, if I've done something wrong to you, then you want justice again, mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. of the, you know, this is a key term right now, phrase, social justice warrior. Well, why do I need social justice warriors if there's no shame or no judgment? There you go. Wow. Well, because point. 
because somebody's done something bad to me or a group of people and they they need to be eradicated from the face of this earth. And so therefore it's the cancel culture or shame that says you do not deserve a place or a right at this table or on this planet for that matter. And so it's just kind of like this, it's, it's all or nothing. Right. And you can't live individually with nothing and then have all for everything. It doesn't, right. it doesn't work that way. Right. And so this is a weird place. So we have to understand that the sin nature of, of shame and the spiritual component of shame that non-believers have no clue about. Right. Like they have no understanding that this is a spiritual dynamic that we've faced since the fall of Adam and Eve. So the, the antidote, the true antidote to shame and guilt is the gospel, the good news yes. of Jesus. And yes. so the secular mind, and we were talking about that, the over-secularization of the world, what's, what's the out, what's the remedy or the cure for a person that has just been steeped in shame? Mm. You know, that's, that's what breaks my heart. And what you were saying on Sunday is like, look, guys, here's the antidote. Here's yeah. the cure for something that you've been, that monkey on your back. Yeah, yeah so, Jesus is the answer for sure. Um, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of liken shame to a ball and chain, you know, that's not, that's actually bolted to the floor. Mm-hmm. So probably just a chain that's bolted to the floor that's connected to your ankle is probably mm-hmm. a better analogy of like, um, what did I say that, that shame, um, it's a roadblock to a hope filled future because I, as much as I want to participate in all of the things I'm bound by shame that will not allow me to move forward. Mm. So therefore I shrink back and shame is, 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 it does that. It brings you back instead of allowing you to move forward. But Jesus, so if the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm -hmm. The power of Jesus, his name and his authority can, can break the bondage of shame. I think all through the forgiveness that he offers us. So when we, when we understand Christ and what he did for us, that he took all of our sin, therefore all of our shame. Yeah. He, what is, what is Isaiah said that he scorned the shame. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's like he right. looked at shame and he said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm dealing with you right now and I'm taking it off all of my people's shoulders. Yeah. And when we realize what Christ did on the cross and we ask Jesus, forgive me. Oh my goodness. For, for, for participating in this mm-hmm. worldly matter mm-hmm. that you took the cross for and he forgives you wholly completely, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that's the bondage breaker of shame right is is living in this place of forgiveness similar to guilt where right. i asked for forgiveness and man as soon as i did that it was fine we it was great like yeah it was no no problem because it broke it immediately but i think that's where people get stuck and i'm so wow it's so great we're talking about this when we come to christ we think about repentance and we can think about all the things we're guilty of that that thing i stole or that person that I heard. Yes. A lot of us are under the guilt of our past actions. Yes. And so Jesus died on the cross to take away my sins. But then, so I did something bad. God, he forgave me and healed me. I am bad. That seems to stick with people, even though they're saved, yes. they've received Jesus yes. as their savior. Yes. But it's like, they're okay. not hearing that message you I, just said. And that's why I talked about the bleeding woman, right? Mark chapter five. 24 through 35, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Go read it because I really hit it better on the second service, which I think is online for us. But at the end, Jesus says, hey, who touched me? The woman had already been healed. Right. She already, quote unquote, 
I guess maybe a better way for us today would be saying we receive salvation. Right. Yeah. And then we hide. So she's still in the midst of the crowd. She's still, she's, she's healed, which is amazing. And she could have continued to hide. And the, the cool thing about what Jesus did, he waited. He's, he's waiting and he says, no, no, who touched me? And it says he kept looking for who, whoever touched him. Mm-hmm. And he already knew who touched him. Right. So it was really giving her an opportunity to say, uh, oh, it was me. I, I, she, it says she came trembling in fear at the feet of Jesus and she shared the whole truth right. of how her whole life has been. And then it says, what did Jesus re- respond by saying? And this is the part where I think she wouldn't have got this had she not said anything. Right. So if she would have hid in the healing, which is yeah. amazing. If she would have done that, she would have just been healed. But mm-hmm. then she was brought into the family because he called her daughter. And then he said, um, he said you've been freed from this suffering and go in peace. Right. And she wouldn't have received that. That's probably the part of like us, you know, we've got to be, there's a place of vulnerability mm-hmm. of even just engaging with one another. Yeah. Says, man, I've just been dealing with this my whole life. Yeah. And, and just speaking it out, I think gives it to Jesus mm-hmm. to just break the bondage of that. And, and then you have other people who go, yeah, I think, uh, welcome to the club. Yeah. Exactly. You're not alone. And then you go, wait, what? And then this whole new understanding of Christ's freedom steps in. So this is where it's so important when we say to people, if you like some prayer after church, it isn't just like comforting people with prayer, though we do that, but this is that bondage breaker yes. that says that thing is, that's been dogging you your whole life, even as a Christian. It's time to come out of the shadows, like yeah. the woman with the issue of blood. She was healed, but mm-hmm. she was still afraid to come yeah. forward and tell the whole story. Folks, this is why we have time for prayer after church, and this is why we have life groups, and this is why we have pastors on staff. Don't let that ball and chain, even they say, I'm free, I'm free in Christ, I'm going to heaven, but I still drag this yep. thing around with yep. me. And you could be in our church for decades. And the thing is, I, I just tell people, look, we, we provide an opportunity every single Sunday and every time we gather, mm-hmm. to Jesus is with us. And it's, we, it's the classic, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we're providing an atmosphere and a dynamic where Jesus is present, mm-hmm. and he can break that. But you, there is that step of, of faith and of vulnerability that says, I'm going to share this, and I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be scary. But I believe, just like this bleeding woman, I'm going to be healed and freed. Right. And I'm going, to go, I'm going to be able to go in peace instead of go hide in discomfort and just in shame. That has to stop. That has to. We have, you know, I just talking to a guy recently, and he said something, and he was saying it in jest, but at the same time, he goes, you know, I'm a jerk, and I've always been a jerk, and I guess I'll always be a jerk. And I said, hey, you know what? You need to stop saying that. Amen. You're born again in Christ. Jesus Christ died for your, your, your sin. He died for your shame. You need to quit saying that over yourself. You're literally saying something that his dad used to say to him. Yeah. And you're just repeating it and repeating it and living with it. And it's, you got to stop. And that's the power of shame. The one that keeps us that says, okay, you can have some 
breathing space to be a Christian yeah. and this and that, but this ball and chain is going to yep. stay with you your whole life. I know we're closing out, yeah. but I would just can add on to that. Shame, I think, and I don't know if I can prove this biblically. I think I said it, but it has your own voice. Right. And you point. hear it in your own voice. So I think also then because of that, you believe it. Yeah. Because we believe ourselves. Like uh, that's just natural. Um, and shame has a sneaky way of making things normal. This is just how it is. I'm just a jerk or this is how it's just, how, I just kind of have to deal with this. this is my lot in life. And in the name of Jesus, everyone can be free of that. Amen. And he brings us transformation mm-hmm. of mind, body, and soul. And so, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And those of you who are listening, we really hope that you take this to heart. I really believe this is a powerful message, and you're listening to this is not an accident. There are things that a lot of you have been carrying your whole life, and it's time to let Jesus save that part of you too. He died on the cross for the things that you're guilty of, but he's also there for the things that we're ashamed of. So if you haven't listened to Pastor Jeff's sermon, it's online. Go back and listen to it. And uh, come this next Sunday, because we've got more truth to be told. More to come. More to come. All right. God bless. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.